Greetings, greetings, greetings and salutations, one and all. Welcome to Community and Finance Night right here on the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stew. It's a brand spanking new week. How you doing? Yeah, go on, all Australian. Yeah, man. The sound of Colonel Roberts kicking things off tonight. I know everybody want to wine. We want to wine. Check his call, all Australian. I want to say big up to each and everyone locked in. Those on tune in radio on the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew, much love to you. Big up to the massive healing from across the pond. Yeah, they finally laid the queen to rest. You thought this day would never come, right? I want to say big up to those on One Harmony Radio. Top of the morning to you guys over there in the UK. I want to say big up to those who are locked in in New Jersey. Hanging out to New Jersey's finest, the motivator. Blessings to those on NIE Radio. Massive out to New Jersey. Exhibiting the power of music on the island worldwide. Chad and Nicole, Gary, much love to you. Much love to those out on Long Island. Locked in on Reggae Pulse Radio. Hanging out to DJ Atomic Force. Blessings, blessings, blessings to you. Much love to those who are locked in on the foundation with the network, ClintonLindsay.com. And you know to Mr. Twinkle Toes himself. Big up to those who are locked in out of Texas. On any of the three platforms. Whether you're on Hollywood Radio, Dusik Media Group. WGLRO, the People Station, home of the Donnie Walker Morning Show, taking from the sheets to the streets, switching from Detroit to Denmark and all points in between. Hey, Donnie, how you doing, bro? Say much love to those who are locked in on PEMGTV.com Those on Facebook Live Those on Clubhouse If you're hanging out on YouTube Live Yeah man, the whole way I hold a strain, yeah? Why? 
to say thank you to my segment sponsors. Paul C Media Group and Begin a Moment is priceless. Go ahead and get him a call. They'll do everything you see here on KevinStew.com and more. They'll take your videos, your photos, your streaming, your advertising. Just go ahead and give them a call. They have a wedding, a party, a graduation, a seminar, a church service, a funeral. You name it, they got you. 754-999-1140 is the number to get them on. That's 754-999-1140. Tell them Kevin Stew sent you. I want to say thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea is a licensed massage therapist operation to Broad County, North Miami, Dade and South Palm Beach counties. She comes to you, bringing her table, her oils, and over 20 years massage therapy experience. Go ahead and give her a call, 954-655-9000. That's 954-655. 655-9000 She only has one request outside of paying her That is you get off her table and go sleep somewhere else When she's done that is It's called the Kevin Stew Clause With very good reason Thank you, Althea. Go, go ahead and give her a call. Schedule your appointment. And tell her you heard about her on the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew, yeah? I want to say thank you to Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global Actors, your booking agent. Handle your tour management. Take care of your business registration, your legal service referrals, music production, marketing and promotion, and much, much more. Go ahead and give them a call, 954-8199. That's 954-804-8199. Or you can reach out on WGL, no, sorry. Mixing up my ads and sponsors. ReggaeGlobal.com Thank you, Reggae Global Entertainment. See, this is why you shouldn't walk and chew bubblegum. Honestly, thank you to McNeil Trucking. McNeil Trucking is veteran owned, licensed, and insured. There are movers in the state of Florida. So you want to move from uh, Key West going up to Jacksonville or any, pl- any place in between. You want to move some things into storage. You don't have the manpower, you don't have the transportation. No worries. You have the name, you have the number. McNeil Trucking. 954-406-9740. That's 954 406 9740 no 
Thank you to McNeil Trucking. Inviting to call a friend, tell a friend, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends and your enemies too. Because information is good for everybody. With it being community and finance night. Tonight we're looking at generational wealth. Rupert, how you doing, bro? So, do you understand what generational wealth is? You know, how to get it? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about tonight. Thank you to Colonel Roberts for starting things off with a track called... Hola strain. And you know, it it, it it's kinda like that. Building generational wealth. You know, you kinda like yeah, hola strain. You, you 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 build not for you really, but for those coming up behind you to benefit from what you have put to laid down what you have put together, what you have started to build, and they build on it. So generational wealth, according to personalcapital.com, includes financial assets, things like property, investments, money, or anything with a monetary value that you pass down from one generation to the next. Intangibles like financial education, values, habits, these are equally important as a part of the equation. Wealth gives you more options in life. You have more freedom to think and live the life that you want when you don't have to worry about paying your bills or whether you can afford to quit a job. That, that, that doesn't fulfill you. When you have wealth, you can do those things a whole lot easier. But why should you care about passing down wealth to the next generation? Many people have experienced feeling forced to do things or work a job just because they need the money. Now, of course, building generational wealth does not mean you stop doing for your kids you know, <laughs> or you, you, you stop your, your children themselves from ever experiencing hardships in life. No, these are life lessons to learn and they, they, it helps them to build character. But many parents want to give the chil- their children more options and this is an excellent way to do it. Unfortunately, the default for parents is to work hard and pass down assets. But that scenario is unlikely to work in most cases. And that's why an estimated 70% of generational wealth doesn't make it past the second generation. And 90% disappears by the third generation. Most parents who started from humble beginnings 
don't want their children to experience the same struggles as they did growing up. But finding the right balance, that is where the challenge lies. Building wealth that survives for more than one generation requires more than financial assets. So how then does one build generational wealth? Well, for one, you want to invest in your child's education. So, blessings, Benaya. Much love to you, bro. Raising financially independent adults is important if you want to build lasting wealth. You can help your, your children create a path to support themselves by teaching them about personal finance. Giving your children a financial education is one of the most important things you can do to start building generational wealth. It starts with having open conversations about money at home so your kids will know that they can ask questions. The writer here says in our household, we have age-appropriate everyday conversations about money with our children age 7 and under. Topics vary from need versus want to earning money to the importance of saving and giving back. All very important. And they say our 7-year-old started taking weekly financial literacy quizzes and learning about investment. As our children get older, we plan to introduce them to more advanced personal finance concepts. As we learn more and discover new tools, we also incorporate what we learn in our children's education. Our goal is that they are equipped to be financially responsible adults by the time they leave the house as young adults. It can be intimidating Take on that kind of a task, especially if you're figuring out your finances. But most people learn more from their failures than they do their successes. The same applies to money children can benefit from or, or financial wins. But they can also benefit from our financial mistakes. As parents... We can shy away from talking about our failures and what we did wrong, but by showing our losses and what we learned from them, we can help our children avoid some of the same mistakes we made. Another thing you can do is invest in the stock market. You can invest many assets in many assets, right? And to better understand your net worth, your, which is your assets minus your liabilities, you may consider signing up for personal capitals. There's a, there's a financial, free financial tool offered by personal capital. Millions of U.S. households use this technology to see all of their financial accounts in one place and analyze their investments all for free. Investing in the stock market provides an opportunity to build wealth passively and protect your money from inflation. 
most people who invest in the stock market with a long-term plan and diversity and, and diversify their, their, their portfolios, they make money over time. I think one of the problems that we typically have is we want to see our, our, our returns now versus later on. And so we, we end up kind of the proverbial shooting ourselves in the foot. Now, on average, the S&P 500, which is an index that tracks the stock of 500 of the largest U.S. companies, has returned 10% on average before inflation since 1926. Investing in the stock market can be intimidating at first. But why, as a beginner, a simple way... But Well, that's why, as a beginner, a simple way to get started is through low-cost index funds which provide long-term growth at relatively low fees. That's, that's also something that children should... It's important to teach our children as they are coming up. You, you, well, I grew up with the proverb, if you want good, you know, have to run. Meaning, you kind of have to put some skin in the game. You're going to have to give a little to get a little. Of course, there is the odd occasion where things just work out for you and things fall in your lap. Okay, I get it. However, how often does that happen? Real estate is another great tool in, in order to build wealth. And most real estate appreciates with time. In addition, real estate can provide cash flow opportunities for investors. It may be hard to see yourself as a real estate investor, but there are less intimidating ways to get started. One of them would be moving out of your home and renting it out and purchasing another property. And that's a strategy many investors have used to build real estate, their real estate portfolio, one house at a time. One of the ways that, that, that you'd hear many people talk about as they're building their real estate portfolio is going ahead and, and getting a duplex or a triplex or a quadplex a multi-family home. So with that one purchase, what they end up doing is getting a living space as well as a rental property all in one. And so you'll find a lot of people looking for some of their first investments to be that kind of an investment. And really and truly that works. If you were so blessed with the resources where you can build a property build a multi-family home if you don't if you're not required to live in that property for a particular period of time just build it and start renting or if you can rent a property and you have the option to sublet it then do so because now if you have the resources to to, to get the property in the first place 
um, there was one person that we spoke with recently where what she did was she stepped out in faith. I, I remember talking with her. No, I can't remember who it was for, for the life of me. And this was how she got her first rental property, managed her first property by seeing this property available and just deciding, hey, you know what? I'm going to rent this property. And it was in a college area. And actually, this was in Jamaica. And she went, she rented the property and leased it to college students. And she told the people, this is what I was going to rent it for. And they, they worked with her as she did it. Boom, bang, bing. That was it. There began her business. And I'm like, that is amazing. So, um, oh, it was someone that I spoke with recently. It wasn't on the broadcast. It was face-to-face. So that is one way you can do it. And in doing so, what you have done is created a little business. Funny enough, that is the next item on this list. Create a business to pass down. More than 30% of family-owned businesses are estimated to have made it to the second generation. So building a business to pass down to your children, that's a, a great way. Even better is to build a business that you can have them become involved in. That way, now they get either a love for the business or an understanding of how the business can work for them. Even if they don't want to get into that business, they can still run the business. They can own the business and have someone run it. So they still benefit from it. For anyone interested in passing down their business to their children, it's a good idea for them to start working in the business at a young age. It can help encourage them to take over the business. However, if your children are not interested in running the family business, there's still the option to create wealth by selling the business. That's another option too. And you want to take advantage of life insurance. Life insurance is a great tool to pass down wealth. It provides a safety net for your family if you were to die unexpectedly. If you have children or dependents who rely on your income, their financial situation would be negatively impacted by an eventual passing. Term life insurance can be an affordable option to ensure that your loved ones would be financially cared for if you were no longer here to provide for them. Losing a loved one is difficult in itself. Alleviating the stress by making sure that they are financially secure, though, through a life insurance policy, this will help them focus on grieving. And there are resources that are available to help you determine how much life insurance is appropriate. Different ages you want to invest differently. And as such, it's just like investing for your retirement. You know, you would get involved the earlier you get involved the better off you are and that's just the science behind it it's not rocket science it's simple science yeah uh comment here uh multifamily home 
pays a mortgage while you live free, pretty much. Yeah. That's that's right, Glenn. Welcome to the broadcast. Much love to the Payne family. Um, uh, crowdfunding with multiple individuals. Maybe, what, what, Glenn, do you know a whole lot about crowdfunding? 773-789-STU is the number to get you in touch. 773-789-7839. You can call, text, WhatsApp, Telegram. From anywhere in the world, you can reach out and be right here in the broadcast. Also, you can jump into the StewPot on KevinStew.com. For those of you that are wondering what the StewPot is, it's what others call a chat room. But over here on KevinStew.com, we're kind of fancy. So you don't need to study you don't need to offer your firstborn an internal organ or a blood sacrifice nothing like that just go to kevinstew.com and you are there you can remain anonymous you can put your name but as long as you are there and for those that are are, are locked in on facebook live those on clubhouse um we're actually going to be jumping off of those platforms so if you're listening in via one of the affiliates from any of the any of, of, of the nine affiliates across the globe then you can continue listening there, but you can communicate with me directly by way of the phone line, 773-789-STU. That's 773-789-7839 or the StuPot. If you're on YouTube Live, you can just put your comments right there. All right? But go to kevinstew.com. You can still watch and listen live from there. And anyone that has missed any of the previous broadcasts, they're right there also. The archive is there. Your podcast is there. You, you don't even need to go all over the place. But the podcast is available anywhere that you listen to your regular podcasts. It's The Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. All right? Cool. So, Glenn, if you know crowdfunding, go, share it with us. Give us the, 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 the basics of it. So, because a lot of people don't understand crowdfunding. And maybe it's one one of the things that I should look at one of these days. But if you can give us a jump start, go ahead and, and give us a call. 773-789-7839. We're going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk some more. Before we go, a few things I want to let you know. Um, as a reminder, I I have... <laughs> here, we're talking about building a business. Yeah, I have America business. Surprise, surprise. Yes, I got into it for the skincare. And since we all have skin, as a point, I need to point out that I need to emphasize that men have skin too. And typically when we talk skincare, we tend to leave the men out, right? So here we go. We got things for men. Face and beard care. We got fragrances. So, ladies, if you want to get something for the man in your life, your son, your cousin, your brother, your teacher, your father, whomever, go ahead, visit my Mary Kay store. It's marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stew. Really easy. Marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stew. And uh, if you go to kevinstew.com, there's a link there also that you could check out. It's marykay.com forward slash Kevin Stew. Quasi Media Group, innovative streaming and recording, has done it again. A new way to get your business in full view of your neighborhood consumer through AdShare TV. 
It's available in your neighborhood today. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. Become a host today and place a TV monitor in a strategic location so it's easy to see. Get a one-minute video ad or longer that plays anywhere in our network. Can't be a host? No problem. For a few dollars, we'll run your 30-second video ad. A host can run announcement specials like buy one get one free or discount ads. Let's turn your flyers into a 30-second video with music or a voiceover or let us create and run your video ad with a spokesperson. Take advantage of our early enrollment discount. Join us today. Your ad will be seen at least 30 times per day in your AdShare TV neighborhood. It's easy. Just call us. 754-999-6020. AdShare TV, part of Pulsing Media Group. Smile? Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. Yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. Or maybe he's teething. Maybe it's just a phase. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. It's Christine representing for DJ Kevin. You see me, I say, I don't know the boss. You see me, I say, DJ Kevin's two and a night shift ready to show you how it at the thing, turn up the thing loud. Whoa, DJ Kevin's two of the heart of a champion. Never underestimate, just choose him. The silver line behind the dark clouds. DJ Kevin's two believe him, and that's no doubt. Sell out the night shift ready to show Christine. This is a heart to talk loud. The sound of Tasha Marie bringing us back from the break. The track is called From Now On. Nice little track. Her very first recording. Tasha Marie, track called From Now On. Well, very first and only recording to date. I think she should do more, don't you? I really do. So, welcome to the broadcast. It's Community and Finance Night, and we're talking generational wealth. What do you know about it? So, in the first segment, we looked at some ways to start building generational wealth. But what if you're already doing that? One of the key steps in building generational wealth is to create an estate plan, which will ensure that in the event of death or incapacitation, your assets would be divided um, according to your wishes. So this would be the method by which you'd be passing on the investment that you've started to build, this generational wealth that, that you've started to amass. This is how you pass it on. A key step, or well, there are several steps that one can take to pass down generational wealth. One of them is to write a will. A will should provide specific instructions on your last wishes and assets. Understanding the requirements in your state 
is very important to ensure that your will is enforceable. Also, when you have young children, a will helps communicate your wishes regarding their care. You can also list your financial assets to make it easier for family members to locate them. When you don't have a will, you leave the discretion up to the state when it comes to your children, property, and assets. Don't leave it to anybody, but make sure to take care of you and yours. You could also set up a trust. A trust, commonly referred to as a trust fund, is a, le- is a legal entity that you can, ho- you can use to hold and transfer assets to your beneficiaries. It is another option to consider for parents of minor children. Trusts can be expensive, but they also provide other benefits, such as avoiding or reducing real estate and gift taxes, depending on the size of your estate. You could do name account beneficiaries to ensure that your assets pass down to the beneficiaries on your, of your choice. It is sometimes as easy as naming specific beneficiaries. And this is done for each account. Naming beneficiaries can save your loved ones a lot of time and energy in the event of your death, especially if they are adults themselves. Property estate planning is another essential part of passing down generational wealth. Therefore, it's important to consult with an estate attorney to ensure that you have a solid estate plan. With taking those things into consideration, beyond the process of building wealth, which is challenging in and of itself, education and proper estate planning are two key factors that we, as parents, should focus on equally if we want the wealth to last. One of the, one of the big challenges is passing on that wealth. Warren Buffett funded a $2 billion foundation for each of his children. Gloria Vanderbilt built a trust worth $36 million when she was just 15 months old there are plenty of famous stories about the gen of about one's generation one generation leaving a notable fortune for the next generation now of course we don't all have the resources to do things like that but an understanding is that what gets less attention is the average person saving what they can when they can hoping to pass along something from an inheritance that amounts to a first home down payment, to college tuition that helps a young person start out with less debt. And you know, when it comes to college, that is one of the biggest debts that young people enter the work world with. So, we want to leave a legacy, right? It's worth learning how to build that legacy. It's worth learning how to pass that on. Whatever that legacy may look like to you, however that may look, it's important to learn just how to do it. 
And so, of course, <laughs> this is one of the things we're looking at. So, you want to define your own financial legacy. There are three things to consider. The median inheritance is around about $55,000. A lot of us do not have $55,000. And for a lot of us, a lot of young people leaving college, that's the kind of debt that they leave college with. On average, around about there. Parents pay just under half of college costs for their, for their students. And almost half of parents help their adult children financially during the pandemic. These examples, leaving money after you die, investing in a college education, assisting during tough times, these are all ways people ensure a financial legacy. There are also examples of how each financial legacy looks different and may come at different times. We all quickly default to passing assets as legacy, but it's not just that says Stanley Poorman, a financial professional with Principal, according to Principal.com. What if your legacy is experiences with your family? Then the challenge becomes figuring out how you can use your money today to create a living legacy. The first step may be just to decide what you're going to pass along to the next generation and then to talk about it. This is what we mentioned very early in the broadcast. And Heather Winston, Assistant Director of Financial Advice and Planning at Principal, also says the same thing. She goes on to say the conversation doesn't have to be purely financial. Perhaps it's about helping future generations with money while you're alive or leaving a tangible item like a car or house after you've died. We define wealth in many ways. It isn't just money. So, legacy ideas. Our first car. Uh, volunteering as a family tradition. Yeah, giving back is a big deal when it comes to leaving a legacy. Paying for a year of college. Writing down stories from your family's history. Gifting children and grandchildren a yearly family vacation. Watching grandchildren to help save on childcare costs. Setting up IRAs for a, a younger generation. These are things that help to build generational wealth. But it also helps to, to, to educate, well, as a part of the whole generational wealth or falling under the umbrella, that information that you've passed on, that education that you, you, you can't put a dollar figure on. Is something that they learn. It falls under that, gener that legacy umbrella. You may have been fortunate enough to take your family on vacations, pay for a portion of college, eliminate all your debts during your lifetime. And these are no small accomplishments by any stretch of the imagination. If you're the first generation that's been able to build wealth, you're demonstrating your values and instilling them in others. Perhaps you've also decided you want to leave money to a charity. Be open with your loved ones about your wishes so they understand your decisions and can help them to help them to make it happen after you've passed. Far too often, 
we act as if our lifetime is infinite when it really isn't. And that's why it's important to have those conversations early and often. And this includes communicating the why behind your wishes. So let's say that you want to budget for a new kitchen. That you, you want to remodel your kitchen in about a year or in another two years. You're probably already thinking about what it might cost and how you might save for that project. Take the same approach to build generational wealth. If your goal is to pay for a year of college, setting up and adding to an education savings plan can help. If you want to gift an annual paid-for paid family vacation, establishing a rough budget and creating a vacation-only automatic savings deposit gets you closer to that goal. Ultimately, it's not just thinking about it, but taking action. And that can be hard. But... That's the difference between a dream and a reality. And to be real, you have to make it concrete. So go ahead and get it, start, start to get it done. If you do intend to leave something to others, ex explore what to include in your estate plan. And we just talked about estate planning. Warren Buffett worked in his grandfather's grocery store and delivered newspapers in high school. He still lives in the house he bought in 1957 in Omaha, Nebraska. Buffett made very deliberate decisions to be able to amass wealth and educate generations of investors to come. None of us are Warren Buffett. But let's say one of your financial legacy goals was to pay for all college costs for your children. Maybe you're only able to save enough for half of the tuition and fees. Even though you may feel like you didn't accomplish your goal, consider this. Helping your children earn those degrees has a trickle-down wealth potential. College graduates' learn lifetime earnings are at least $630,000 more than those with just a high school diploma. It makes the effort just that much more worth it. It comes back to the fact that money is just a tool. It isn't a replacement for the value that a person brings. Don't get it twisted. It's a tool, though, to help you along the way. And that's a good final thought about building wealth when... You, if you want to wrap it up in a, in a nice little bow, that's a thought. Each generation can and typically does a little bit more. And you can pass down ideas and beliefs about what you want, why you want it, what, it, what you hope your ears, their lives will be like. But what they make of it this will be up to them. And you can greatly influence that. Now, there are some places, believe it or not, that it is recommended that you don't live 
if you're trying to build generational wealth. And as we've been here talking about building generational wealth, it has been pretty much painted in from the perspective of someone who is able to do some of these things. Someone who has the resources to possibly start a trust fund, who has uh, the resources to invest in a property, who has the resources to allow at least one of their children to go through college without having to have a loan. And if their children are spaced out enough and they can pay for that first college tuition when they get their job, then they may be able to help the sibling that is coming up behind them through their college by assisting them with their tuition as you did for that first child. And so you know, there are these little gems that you can pass down from generation to generation. But when it comes to people who are not rich, who, okay, let me not call those people rich. Let me just say that they just have those resources. For those who don't have those resources, what then? You know, how does, how does one, the average person, who goes through their, 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 their day-to-day activities trying to rub two nickels together to make a dime, how is it that, that they can pass on gener- generational wealth? Because the moment they start rubbing those two nickels together, yeah, two nickels make, do make a dime. But you, you rub those two nickels together, something is going to rub off. So by the time you, you put it together, what you could have done with that nickel five years ago, you definitely can't do with it today. And so, how does one who pretty much has all the odds stacked up against them how do they beat those odds and pass on generational wealth to their children and the generations to come is there a way to do so or do they just lay down and say hey listen i worked my butt to stay alive to stay afloat and this is what you're gonna have to do too or do they teach them hey this is what I did. You don't have to do it. You could do something different. Here, is, here are some options. If I could do it all over again, I would start here. And that way, by the time you get to where I am now, you'd possibly have this to pass on. And so that kind of thinking now changes the whole dynamic so how does the non-rich people build generational wealth jackie liam jackie lamb sorry a buzzfeed contributor wrote an article recently um earlier this year and In it, she says, when my grandma passed away, my dad and his brothers and sisters pooled their money together to purchase a funeral plot 
at the cemetery near their home. My dad has never been great at revealing his more vulnerable side. He displayed few signs of grief and sadness. He could only talk about how they spent way too much on their mom's funeral plot. There was no will with a chunk of cash or valuable assets that my grandma, who immigrated to the U.S. in the 90s, left to her surviving children. Instead, the Lamb clan had to move quickly to get a funeral plot to bury her. For my parents, she said, who both came from Vietnam, the notion of receiving an inheritance from relatives after someone dies can be a totally foreign concept. And Jackie is not the only one who has parents with that totally foreign concept. She goes on to say, I've seen friends who received a fat inheritance, use it to seed money for a new business or put toward a down payment on their first house. And that is so not me and my life. Building wealth that you can pass on to the next generation can feel impossible, especially when you are not getting a lot of financial help from your parents. And... While I've managed to pay my rent and cover my bills, a lot of the time I feel that just there's just no way for me to do the next level adulting stuff like buying a house. And really and truly, it's not just her. It's not just the lack of an inheritance that makes it super hard to build generational wealth. And there are many that have looked to the United States as the land of opportunity and thought by moving to the United States and other places like it, they would be able to do these things and live this American dream, get a home, with, get a, a nice job that allows them to get a home and a car and they could have the family with the 2.5 kids and the white picket fence and the station wagon. and But in reality, that's not quite the case. So don't believe what you see on TV because that's not how it goes. And so you find a lot of people migrate, immigrating to the, to the United States thinking that it is that easy. When people who were born and raised here, they don't have it that easy. So how are, you, how are you going to come here and make it that easy? No, not to say that people have not done it. It has been done. But can everybody do it? No. And will everybody do it? No. But according to Pamela Cope Capeland, uh, Capeland, Sorry, a certified financial planner and founder of Brunch and Budget, which includes Sea Change, a group financial coaching and education program for POC building generational wealth. The cards are stacked up against first generation folks and people of color 
in several ways. A lot of the rhetoric we get in the US, in the American dream, that people pull themselves by their bootstraps and start with nothing. And they were able to become millionaires. That's the illusion and story that we've been given. So we don't talk about the challenges most people face when it comes to building wealth from scratch. And when we come back from the break, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this. So go ahead and call your friends. Friends are your friends, friends are your enemies, enemies are your friends and your enemies too. Because when it comes to finances, information is good for everybody. Even if you don't like them. But they can use it. If it even to just get out of your life. So, consider that a great thing, yeah? <laughs> the Night Shift to DJ Kevin Stu, Community and Finance Night. We'll be right back after these messages. When being in the moment is priceless, consider the ability to share that moment. If you can video it, you can broadcast it. And Pulse E-Media Group has the tools you need. Weddings, birthdays, funerals, graduations, church services, parties, seminars, you name it. Pulse E-Media Group can provide you with a secure medium controlled by you to broadcast your event. Contact us at www.pulseemediagroup.com for more information. Pulse E-Media Group, when being in the moment is priceless. Matthew 28, 19 says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. With this in mind and encouragement received during a South Florida media conference, The Church Links was birthed. The Church Links is an interdenominational worship service portal for churches, providing the tools to spread the word through technology in a cost-effective way. The Church Links www.dahchurchlinx.com Your links to worship and praise. Making great music is one thing, sharing it with the world, that's another. Let the professionals at Reggae Global Entertainment help you to another level. Specializing in artist management, booking, public relations and marketing, and promotion. Reggae Global Entertainment can help you with event planning, websites, photography, and video production, press releases, legal services, and graphic design. They can even help you with music production so you can get the sound that you want every time. Call Reggae Global Entertainment at 954-804-8199. That's 804-8199. Or visit them online at reggaeglobalentertainment.com. Hey, yo, this is Caramante letting you know that right about now you are logged on to DJ Kevin Stew on the night shift. Don't move. The sound of Coric. The track is called I'll Be Here. And... It's kind of the, the, the umbrella. It's kind of the net that many of us would want to have. It's kind of the net that many of us would hope to be able to leave for our children or to have in place for our children or for our grandchildren. 
to be able to say, listen, even if I'm not physically here, I was here for you and here's the proof. As we talk about generational wealth, according to BuzzFeed.com, with the information I was presenting to you before we went off on the break, first-generation college graduates are usually slammed with, the, with a few things. They are less likely to have a safety net or an inheritance, and at the same time, they tend to have more student debt and lower salaries. On top of that, they're also sending money back home and are tasked with taking care of their parents and relatives. That also gets that also goes for, for people of color who are the first to graduate from college and they need to take care of less well to do relations. When you're saddled with more debt and you're taking care of generations before you. It's not that you're not expecting an inheritance, but that your financial obligations are greater, even if you're making the same amount of money as your peers. Case in point. A recent report from Pew Research reveals that first-generation college graduates have lower incomes and in turn, less wealth than those whose parents had a bachelor's degree. We're talking a difference of $152,000 for the median wealth of households with a first-generation college degree, while second-generation college graduates have a median wealth of 244500 This was the case with Jackie Kosky Cummings. As a first-generation college graduate, she didn't have anyone guiding her on what she should be doing to prepare for college or how to be successful once she was there. Kosky Cummings, a financial educator who retired at the age of 49, didn't have any financial help from family. It sometimes felt like I was fighting against the waves of poverty, she says. So for us folks who are less privileged and need to take to, to, to make a go of our own, are we just out of luck? Well, not quite. While for most of us, it will be a lot more work to grow our money and build generational wealth, there are ways to go about it. First, Let's talk about some of the ways we can help our family members and put our own financial oxygen mask on first. You know, some people will say, boy, you know, you, 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 you have the resources, but you're selfish. You're only taking care of, you're only thinking about yourself. Well, here's the thing. You need to be selfish. You cannot give up an empty cup. So if you are selfless with everything, you got a little bit of resources and you give it away to everyone. Now you're in a position where you need help. Who do you go to? The same people that you, 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 you turn around and, and... No, they're going to say, but you could afford to give us this. So how can't you take care of yourself? You're an in scam. 
And so here is the dilemma. You have to take care of self first. It's not about cutting off funds to someone that you've been helping out with bills. Some of us not only have an obligation and expectation to help our family members, but a desire to offer some financial assistance. It is really important for you to be able to support your parents, siblings, and other relatives. You'll want to mix it into your financial planning. You can start by setting up a family savings fund, which is a separate savings account for any family obligations you decide to take on. Caplad recommends setting aside a certain amount of money on the regular. And instead of worrying about needing to keep a certain amount in that family savings fund at any given point, just keep at it. Just keep putting money there. Sock away money every month and pull funds from it as needed. When Kaplad's mother, for, for instance, uh, mother-in-law got divorced, they sent her a set, of, 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 set amount of money each month. When she started getting social security, Kaplad and her husband continued to squirrel away money each month when her mother-in-law needed help with a deposit on her apartment or to pay for a car repair, the money was already sitting there. This can be used for those one-off emergency situations. When a family member will ask you for money they need out of the blue or to pay for ongoing bills. If you can set aside that money ahead of time and just say, this is for my family and whatever the amount is that you feel comfortable setting aside, then when that emergency comes up, you have the money. It also gives you the ability to draw a clear line in the sand because the other challenging part about building wealth when you're dealing with wanting to support family is that it's hard to keep track of how much you're actually sending and how much you're actually giving. And by having this set amount set aside, you're always able to say, yes, I can do this or no. And you can do so in a very clear and concrete way. And everybody, you and them, you know where you stand and, and what you can do. Hey, Pat, how are you doing? Um, another very major thing that gets in the way of generational wealth building is talking to your parents about their, fin their retirement plans and estate plans well if your parents are still here i have no parents to talk to not not on not about that <laughs> if your parents do indeed have some cash in savings property or assets that they want to pass on to you and other family members after they die no estate plans means their asset go to their assets go to probate who gets what can end up being ugly, dirty, even cause problems in the family altogether. That also means legal fees, which can add up big time. Plus, there's probate taxes to pay. 
When Prince died, for instance, he left an estate worth $156.4 million and no will. Years of legal battles and numerous court filings ensued, costing the estate millions in legal fees. Estate planning can be complicated for anyone, and the court system and its laws are convoluted. So expect to do a bit of hand-holding. Potentially, you're going to be the, the, the one to possibly do the research. You're going to be the one out to figure out some stuff. You might have to spend a day with them and be in front of the computer with them. But that's an investment. In fact, that's quality time with, with, with those parents. Yes, Pat, money can make um, people act funny, especially family members. But here's the thing. You see, because a lot of us grew up in families where financial conversations weren't a regular part of our day, it's weird to have it now. And so it, it, it makes it difficult. It's like talking about sex with your children. Not many parents will sit with their child and discuss sex. But how you want them to come to you if they start having sex. If you want them to come to you if they're having a girlfriend, the boyfriend, and this is starting to develop into something and not go to some of their friends or someone on the outside because you feel that you can give the best advice or you are the one that would not be judging them. And so the same thing applies when it comes to finances. We don't talk finances with our children. We don't share that, hey, listen, <laughs> we'd love to be able to do this, but we're struggling. And this is how, this is why we're struggling. And we want differently for you. Here are some of the mistakes that we've made. We don't want you to make these same mistakes. Let's put some things in, pl in place. What is it that you want to go and do? Let's start working towards that now. So that later on, you'd be better able to deal with that. We don't have those discussions. So, things like building generational wealth, that becomes something that many people learn of on TV. Many of our children hear about on TV in stories and, and, and they think it goes a particular way, when in reality it doesn't. When it comes to our parents, if their stuff is not organized, then they may be embarrassed. If our children come to talk to us as adults about putting our things together, we may be embarrassed. And there's shame. And so, if you can take that away for your parents, if you can remove it for yourself, then that is going to help in a big way. And it helps to, to really figure out what the current situation is, whether it is the situation for them or whether the situation for you. Another way you can help your family financially is by way of building their credit. One easy way is to add them as an authorized user to one of your credit cards. You usually need their name, birthday, social security number, and address. 
I remember I, I had done this um, for someone and it really made a big difference in their life. They don't need to have access to your cards or account information and you don't even need to let them know that you've done it. Over time, your solid financial habits and making payments on time can boost their score. So, now, if they start to get into problems financially, that can also affect you. So, you need to be careful. Just make sure that you're encouraging them to stay on top of things, yeah? And so, they, they get to, you get to build and build them and you work together in that realm. So, with being able to help your, your family financially and to, you have an idea how to protect your own assets or to, to even start to build your own financial goals. Right? How does one build this wealth after? When you had no start, you had no jump start. You can build the things you own. Yeah, you can start there. <laughs> um, Paco de Leon, an il- illustrator, small business owner and founder of the Hell Yeah Group and author of Finance for the People, Getting a Grip of Your Finances, says, like a company, one way you can go about this, start out as a freelance designer and illustrator, then sell licensed images on an online marketplace. Or you can use your income to buy things like shares in companies. This is one way to start. The key to wealth is having ownership of a valuable asset. Many of us have gifts and talents. That is a valuable asset. You just have to find the people that it is most valuable to. And in so, in so doing, you have to put your, your, your resources out there. You have to put your availability out there for people to find you. So use the tools that are available. Use social media. Instead of going on social media to watch videos of people doing stupid things use it to put yourself out there you know how to paint a room Oftentimes, people looking for painters and they don't want to get themselves dirty they don't want to do all that you you can do that and you love doing it offer it offer that service if it is not one that, if it's not something that requires a, 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 you to have a license, and you can come in and and do it. If it does require a license, go ahead and get a license. If you have the time, and over time you can get this license while you do whatever you can you need to do, do that. The key to wealth is having ownership of a valuable asset. And once you understand that, you can solve for what makes sense for you. One person might start a business while another person might invest in a significant percentage of their income into the the stock market. What 
whatever it is that works, do that. And you can do both. Nobody says it has to be one or the other. You can work for a company that offers equity as part of their compensation package. And this can be your full-time job or even something you do as a second job. To have money to invest, income is important. And you need to have enough to be able to use some of it to invest. So try to orient some lens to emphasize the importance of ownership. So refocus basically that's what orienting your lens means you know refocus hopefully that will allow you to spot opportunities to own assets that will potentially appreciate in the future or that can generate their own income stream there that that too is is big it's a big thing to do um but is saying here your house is an import is an is is an asset. Your phone can make you money. If you own a car, rent it out. Your garage can make you money. Yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> but if you don't have those things, well you definitely have a phone. But if you don't have some of these other things, your goal is, one of your initial goals is to try to get them so that you can use them to help you to get more. Aside from having some wealth to start with, time is the next important factor. When it comes to building wealth, especially with investments in, in the marketplace and real estate, Time allows for the value of something to appreciate over time. But with investing in particular, compounding is most impressive when, it, when given a lot of time. You've heard of compound interest, which means as things gain interest, they get interest on top of that interest. So you, 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 you put $2 in something and you get a dollar back. And you add that dollar to that two dollars. Now you have three dollars, and you invest that. You re reinvest that three dollars, and that three dollars gives you another dollar, and you put that back in there. So now you have four dollars, and you invest that four dollars. Now you end up getting back two. So now you put that two dollars on that four dollars. Now you end up with six, and you keep growing and growing, and it grows that way. The Leon offers an analogy to illustrate how important time is when it comes to growing your money. I guess this will be different from mine. A water lily in a lake doubles in size every day. The growing lily is compounding. And after 29 days, it covers half the lake. How many days will, will it have taken to cover the lake in its entirety? Basically, the next day. Day 30. The greatest amount of compounding happens on the last day. Time is critical. So start building, start investing, and figuring out your path to ownership as soon as possible. To help her retire, Koski Cummings joined an investment club that helped her learn about how the stock market works and the power of compound growth. 
Cummings maxed out her Roth IRA, her HSA, and her 401k, which included a company match. So besides looking at investing in stocks, take a look at your investment accounts and any other tax-advantaged accounts. These not only were invested in the stock market, but it reduced taxable income, except the Roth, which gave the tax benefit on the back end. And this is what Kosky Cummings said about her whole portfolio. Maxing out your accounts might seem impossible when where you're at right now, but start small and then work your way up. Aside from the also very practical nuts and bolts of building wealth, you might also need to unpack your beliefs and narratives around money. When you don't come from wealth, you might have some stories and cognitive biases about wealthy people, or you might struggle to identify as wealthy. It sounds silly, but these beliefs and how you identify ourselves, these are important because they can dictate how we think money works in the world and what we may or may not allow ourselves to do. As an example, he says, I grew up thinking that all wealthy people were greedy, selfish, and only cared about money. In turn, living a life of poverty was equated with being good and pious. And funny enough, religion has taught us a similar thing. You know, it is easier for a camel to enter through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into the gates of Zion. We hear things like this. What must I do to enter into the kingdom of heaven? Well, sell everything. Come humble. Blessed are those. Blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. Things like that. We've heard all our lives. Well, those who have grown up in use it with the teachings of the Bible. Yeah? These are some of the things that we've heard. And so, a lot of us would have that kind of a mindset. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the scriptures. But more often than not, it's a case of being misguided with the words in the scriptures. No matter how many zeros are in your bank account, you might live under a scarcity mentality, which can actually hold you back from taking opportunities and making moves that help you make strides in your career. Or maybe you struggle with imposter syndrome or self-worth issues and don't value what you do or maybe you don't think you have enough to get a will in place all this can prevent you from making as much money as you could or maybe you don't feel like you have enough to create an estate or to create an estate plan and put it out indefinitely put it off indefinitely Building generational wealth is not easy. Nobody is saying it is. Especially when you don't have the financial boost that others might. But by coming up with a way to incorporate helping your family 
and protecting your own money goals while looking for ways to save, invest, and build assets. This, this can help you to get there. Are you working to build your generational wealth? Well, let's share with each other how we could possibly do that. You know, call me up. Tell me what you've been doing. 773-789-STU. One suggestion here is to invest in gems like Tabzanite. I've I've never even heard of Tabzanite. What what is that, Pat? Where where do you invest in that? <laughs> you know, where do you find that? And so, even talking casually with our friends, you know, some of them are more versed with some information that is available than you are. So connect with them. The more people you talk with, the more information that is will probably come your way. Go ahead and get the information. Okay. So it's a it's a rare gem. Well, these are the things that people by way of sharing information. Again, see how social media is, is, is helpful? By way of social media, I got that information just now. Can you imagine what kind of information you can get if you use social media correctly versus just for frivolous information, uh, entertainment purposes? Think about it. And with that, you now can say, boy, you know what? I'm going to embark on this journey of building generational wealth so that my grandchildren, not my children, my grandchildren would be a whole lot better off than me. So now you have to think along several lines, a couple of generations down. What do I have in place for them? How can I sort them out? Will I be able to help them? And therein starts our journey. This is on a cast Smith. The track is called Journeys. From the album of the same name. Inviting everyone to say a prayer for those over there on the west coast of Mexico. They had an earthquake earlier today. 7.6 magnitude. Cass sent me some pictures and videos earlier. They got shook up. I want to thank you all for tuning in tonight as we close out the night shift with DJ Kevin Stu Community and Finance Night. The sound of Karamanti, a track called Black Love. That's the truth. Yeah, take some time and read to your child today, yeah? Teach him something new. Teach him something old, maybe. He lives with me and plays.
as we part company. I want to remind y'all to look out for members of your community. Remember, your community is not just the development that you live in, but it spreads far and wide. Those that you pass on the bus, the plane, the boat, or the train, whether you walk, ride, or drive, these are members of your community. Do something for one of them today because you never know who's going to do something good for you tomorrow. My name is Kevin Stew. This is all I like to do it to you, for you, and with you every Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, right here, kevinstew.com, 10 p.m. Eastern. Catch you tomorrow. All being well. Healthy love. 10 p.m. right here. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you wherever you are in the world from right here in South Florida. I bid you all a good night. Greetings and salutations, one and all. You're invited to tune in to the night shift with DJ Kevin Stew. It airs on Mondays with Community and Finance, Tuesdays with Healthy Love, and Wednesdays with Real Talk from 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern Time. Come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy. The night shift with DJ Kevin Stew is on kevinstew.com. We encourage to have acceptance through enlightenment.